Welcome to episode 177 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai Disneyland. And we are coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us at tdrexplorer.com, on Twitter, and on Instagram at tdrexplorer, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash tdrexplorer, on YouTube, and basically anywhere else you can think of with TDR Explorer. I'm one of your hosts, Patricia, the official photographer for TDR Explorer. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram under at dreamsweetslove. And I am weathering typhoons, back-to-back typhoons this season. It's nuts. Um, uh, Chris, how are you doing? Well, better than you, I guess. I haven't blown away, so it's not too bad. No, no, that's good. No, I'm I'm not in Japan at the moment, so I missed the typhoon. So it sounds like it was pretty bad. Yeah, you had good timing. You're coming right after it passes. I know. I planned it that way. (laughs) (laughs) no i totally didn't i'm one of your other hosts chris chief content editor of tdr explorer and i am the one missing all the typhoons i've missed two so that's good (laughs) as you can tell today we're going to be talking about typhoon haggibus i don't know if i'm saying that right i think you're saying it right i i always want to say haggis and i'm like i know it's not haggis it's not haggis Haggis. hagrid number 19 that's what we call it why didn't they just call it hagrid that would have been awesome. That would have been too awesome. And we don't want typhoon typhoons Hager. to have awesome names because they're I scary. I guess so. Fair enough. <laughs> so before we start talking about Typhoon Hagibis, and I'm going to call it Hagrid at some point during the episode, <laughs> really quickly about our Patreon. If you want to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now and make a pledge to help keep the show going. Every little bit does make a difference. And you do get different perks. For the different amounts that you do pledge, one of which is our $15 a month pledge, which gives you access to a new bonus episode each and every month. Last month, which was what, September, Trish and I talked about our honest opinions on the event schedule that was released or lack thereof (laughs) for Tokyo Disney Resort for 2020. So if you are pledging the $15 or more, you you get access to that episode, plus all our other bonus episodes. So we've been doing this for what? On Patreon, like what, three years, two, three years now? Oh my gosh, that's that's so much. Like if you're traveling, it's perfect. You can listen to it on the airplane. Yeah, that, so that's a lot of bonus episodes. Three years worth of bonus episodes, you guys. And you get access to all of that for the $15. So make sure you go check it out. Again, that's patreon.com slash TDR now. All right, so let's talk about this typhoon. Now, I wasn't there, so I don't have any first-hand experience, but I did keep I, I did keep an eye on it. I saw that Tokyo Disney Resort closed and also USJ closed and all this stuff. And that's really the extent that I that I know, but I know Patricia, you were pretty much in the eye of the storm. I it was <laughs> put it, it that way. Here's the thing. We historically, like I've been living here a long time and we would sometimes get like the edge of a typhoon or something in like the Tokyo Bay area. But for the past, I want to say like couple of years, we have been getting hit with some really big storms. And this autumn, like pretty much like, like two months back to back, we got hit with like some pretty massive typhoons. I think they were saying like, historically, this is like, 
like either the biggest typhoon to hit like the Tokyo Bay area or one of the biggest typhoons to hit this area. And like what you just said kind of gives you an idea of uh, like, so not just in intensity, right, but the size of this typhoon and the amount of rain that it brought because they closed USJ and TDR. And this is not like Orlando where those parks are like pretty much right next to each other. How far is it on a bullet train to get to USJ from TDR, Chris? About two and a half, three hours. That's right. If you're, t- if you're driving, you would have to drive all night or all day to get there. Okay, that gives you the distance, okay? So they, this was a massive storm. And um, a lot of people were um, like, were kind of freaked out because in the storm that hit us last month, there was some pretty major damage. There was houses in Chiba that just got back electricity. Um, there was like a golf court, you know, like those the Japanese golf courses with like the giant nets to catch like the golf balls like in the city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of those um fell on houses. So oh dear. Well, that must tall been, though. Yeah, that must have been terrifying. Um it's tall, it's like it's like metal, it's like really like heavy metal. And um, so there was already houses that had a lot of roof damage. And then this storm comes and it's an an even bigger storm. Um, And so I think the the news actually did a really, really good job. And I think people from the experience of the last storm were kind of already taking it seriously. So I think that the the good thing, at least, was that people really listened to what the the news the broadcasts were saying they got supplies they evacuated when they were told to evacuate um there are no mandatory evacuations in japan but there are evacuation levels so like i think a level i want to say a three or a four is like elderly or people with medical conditions and then um, either a four or five, I'm, I'm off by one number. I don't remember which one exactly it is. Um, every, everybody in the area should evacuate. So um, I know a few places, I think Edogawa, um, the Edogawa area in Tokyo had that warning because they have, um, they had a massive uh, flood warning. So they, they told the people, if you can get to a shelter to get to a shelter, that's 400,000 people. It's a lot of people to evacuate, but people were taking it seriously and people were moving when they told them to get out of certain areas. And um, they, you know, people were, had to make some pretty serious judgments. They like let the water out of like the dams did the, like the, it, there was, it was really scary because there was just so much water during this storm. Of course, in the mountains, we ha- people have to worry about landslides. You have to worry about flooding by rivers. Um, so it 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 got pretty hairy, like watching the news. And I, you know, I grew up in Florida, and um, I'm used to storms. And even I kind of got swept up in like the panic. I did my groceries ahead of time. We already have water bottles. Uh, to get ready for earthquakes. But even I was like, well, because everything was closed, which never happens in the city, right? So I was like, we need, maybe we need more stuff. And we did extra shopping even the day of uh, the the storm hitting. So um, it was kind of an experience for this this area. Usually we're not used to that as much. 
Oh, that's that's pretty intense. <clears throat> like you said, like we there's you, the typhoons usually aren't this bad. Um, At least oh, not for um, this area. I mean, like you know, no. there's certain areas that you know, of course, like Okinawa, that get hit by typhoons. But this is not historically one of those areas. Um, going back to how far Tokyo Disney and Universal Studios Japan is, I just looked up on Google Maps. Um, if you were to drive, it's a six and a half hour drive, and it's about five hundred and twenty five kilometers. Um, I don't know what is that in miles. <laughs> I should look that up. Uh, two miles. Thank goodness for Google. Uh, two, <laughs> three hundred and twenty five miles. Like so, it's they're not close at all. Uh, here's the good thing. If you're staying in Japan on vacation, you're probably good. Unless unless you're staying in like a house, like an Airbnb, I would watch out. Then you have to kind of be careful and we'll give you information on what to do if that's the case with you. But if you're in a hotel or if you're in a concrete building, especially a building on a higher floor, you're probably okay, which is a good thing. Yeah, there's just a lot of wind and a lot of, a lot of water. I guess probably the, the most important thing you have to watch out for is flooding well and and pay attention and, and wind because there were also tornadoes which happen with typhoons and hurricanes right so don't go outside <laughs> <laughs> there's always people <laughs> that go outside um there was this bodybuilder guy in shibuya <laughs> strutting his stuff oh doing the push-ups push which is yeah. kind of amazing but don't do that okay <laughs> So do you know that the J-pop artist TM Revolution? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember? I know a lot of our audience are probably thinking, who's that? Anyway, it's a pop singer in Japan. Um, he's a little older now. Uh, do you remember the music video for, I think it was called Hot Limit? No. No? Okay. Well, when we're done, make sure you go and watch it on YouTube. Okay. So there's a scene in the video where he's like dancing and singing in the wind with like, <laughs> his shirt open and everything yes. and so someone recreated that scene in the middle of the street during the typhoon and it, that's the, <laughs> the stupidest thing but i just yeah I, I, it was really funny um i did it is funny but don't do it <laughs> yeah don't do that um i did like it on twitter so if you go through my likes on uh or my my twitter page uh it'll pop up you'll see it <laughs> silly <laughs> Oh my goodness. So I guess like what what actually happened? Big old typhoon I mean, came through and Yeah. <laughs> so this is what uh, yeah, so we said this was nineteen, Typhoon nineteen. Typhoon number nineteen. They always hit on a weekend, apparently. Which is very strange, right? Yeah. <laughs> and okay, so typically typhoons would hit in the middle of the evening. What is up with that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know <laughs> what was that timing. They were telling us at first, well, it depends on the speed of the typhoon, because at first they were telling us it was going to hit from the morning time. And then I guess it slowed down. And then it was um, evening. Like, well, we started to see the effects of it, like early evening around like five ish. And then it got really hairy around, I want to say like nine, nine o'clock or 10 o'clock, something like that. Yeah, so it's yeah. This one was very weird, like like you said. Um, typically, the typhoons come in the night, so it's you know usually everyone's sleeping. And it's just like really windy for a couple of hours, and everything's fine, and life goes back to normal. Um, but no, this time it was like in the middle of the, middle of the day, which is um, 
troublesome because, yeah, that caused everything to close, which is fun. <laughs> and I, it was really interesting because everything um, was like uh, they scheduled it. Um, everything was everything like I think it's the first time that all the trains have been scheduled to close in Tokyo. So that was really I think that's kind of like got, got people going, hey, this is pretty serious. Everything is closed. We we need to be ready. So it was it was kind of like surreal. And um, and then they kind of a lot of businesses gave the opening times for today. I know a lot of people opened around noon, um, some businesses as late as three o'clock, 3 p.m. If you if you are traveling to Japan or if you live in Japan, you know what to do. But if you are traveling in Japan, um, you can uh, you should probably be tuned into NHK. Um, and there if you were tuned into NHK, they they did have at some point some uh, English audio that you could uh, get through your remote control. And they also had a barcode you could scan with your phone to get all the information in English on the typhoon and what was happening and what were the evacuation areas. And another thing um, you can check are, are of course the train websites. Um, some of them are in English. If they're not, you can use Google Translate um, to get information. Because of the Rugby World Cup, actually, it was, um, it was really good for a lot of foreign tourists because they had all that information compiled um, in one easy to find area through their website, which is fantastic. Hmm. When it comes to, um, so like NHK, right? It'd be easy to find, like if you're in a hotel, it's easy to find. Usually the hotel will have like, you know, a little printout saying what channels are what. And, mm -hmm. and, 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 and if you can't figure it out, if you just ask the front desk, they'll, they'll be able to tell you. But if you're at a place like an Airbnb or something, they may not have that. So you might have to flip through the channels a little bit to find it. Mm -hmm. and, the, and in that case too, Sometimes they'll have like English audio dubbed over it because sometimes they have like a live person actually interpreting on the right. English audio. So you have to find the button. Um, it's kind of hard to explain over audio, but there's a button um, that'll change the audio language of the channel if it's available. Probably best to Google that just because, yeah, it, it's hard to explain. <laughs> um, even if you couldn't audio. find the button, they had the barcode on the TV and yeah. a message in English saying if you um, if you can read English to scan and it would bring all the information up on your phone. Yeah. So there's ways to see what's going on in, in your language. Um, I'm, I can't speak for other languages other than English. My guess is they probably have something in like Chinese and Korean. They usually do like the big languages with that kind of stuff. And that would be like on NHK World. So if you type in NHK World, that would come up. Yeah. But um, everyone that's listening is going to be an English speaker anyway. So <laughs> oh, for this podcast, yeah. 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 For this podcast. <laughs> I, I, probably. <laughs> um, or they just like the sound of our voices. No, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you do when there's a typhoon? Well, um, don't <laughs> get everything ahead of time. Um, and uh, there was a bit of madness at the supermarkets. There was a run on on bread, surprisingly. Like, people needed their bread. Uh, but get get some supplies, you know, at least for, at least for, okay, so here's the thing. If you're in the Tokyo area, if you're going to Tokyo Disney Resort, you'll be in the Tokyo area, the Tokyo Bay area. Um, it, things will be open either, they'll be open the next day. Um, so 
even for the storm, like the next day, like everything was was open and, and running and trains were eventually running and everything. So get at least at least enough food for a day. Right. Food and water. Mm-hmm. It's always good to have water. Right. Um, and uh, snacks, whatever you need. Uh, battery. I mean, if you're at a hotel, there'll be batteries. There'll be flashlights with batteries in them. Right. But if you're an Airbnb, maybe you don't know. Um, maybe pick up some batteries and a flashlight. If you don't, if you don't have that, make sure you have your portable, um, chargers charged and ready to go. Um, so if you need to use your phone flashlight, you can use that. Or if you need to find information with your phone, you can use that. So make sure your, your portable chargers are charged and ready to go. Um, basically like you would do in your, in your home country, preparing for, um, some kind of like a, a disaster where you won't be able to go outside. You might lose electricity. You might lose water. So fill that bathtub just in case. Um, cause that you can use that water for many different things. So mm-hmm. probably by the next day you'll be fine. And if you're in a hotel, yeah. it's, it's even easier. Um, but yeah, just get ready, Fi- get something to do, you know, like, um, when we're in Florida, <laughs> we have um hurricane parties so we get drinks <laughs> uh we play games like card games or you know stuff like that and but we mostly we drink so you can do that <laughs> i mean yeah. yeah why not right um i would say also too uh, um things to get ready make sure you have your oh, yeah. important documents especially your passport have that in a um have it like in, in in a bag or something where if you have to leave immediately like you don't have time to pack anything you can at least grab that because you're going to need it that's very important keep your passport with you keep copies of your passport have that somewhere easily accessible so yeah you know, like make sure you know like your wallet and stuff and any medication that you have that you need like things that are an absolute nece- mm-hmm. like necessity keep that in an easy to grab spot because you never know like in case there's a like flooding or something and you have to leave immediately you don't want to be looking for that stuff in a panic and also too uh, i know we've mentioned this before when we talked about earthquakes and stuff um make sure you uh register with your your embassy in in japan um every country kind of does it differently so i i've registered with the canadian embassy and so they know that I'm in Japan. Well, I wasn't this time, but you know, I'm going to be back. Um, that they know that you're in the country. And if there's like, um, if something serious was to happen, they, they send out emails and stuff. Like I actually got an email about the, the typhoon, uh, because I'm, I'm registered as a you know, Canadian living in, in, in Japan. So it's just a way for the, like your government, like your home country to get a hold of you in case like something really bad happens. And, they have to say, you know, it's a it's a um, a um, mandatory like evacuation out of the country or something like that. It's just something that Absolutely. everybody should do just to be safe. So then that way, if something really bad happens and you have to leave the country, um, hopefully your home country can help you with that. And they probably will. But I haven't had to do that and hopefully never will. But it's never it doesn't hurt to be safe. How to stay safe, speaking of being safe. <laughs> um, follow what the news tells you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, stay away from windows. Do not open the wind. My son and husband kept opening the window. I'm like, stay away from the windows. Close the close the curtain. Um, and um, don't tape your windows, you guys. 
that creates a bigger hazard than actually doing nothing. What you should do is have your curtains closed and stay away from the windows. Um, if it, if you're a bit worried, you can go into um, a room if you're in a house where there are no windows. You could do that. My son got freaked out. Our apartment was fine, but my son got freaked out, and he went to the 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 bathing room, and he kind of like set up by the sink a little bed area with all his. I'll send you a picture later, Chris. All his gelatonies and the giant Baymax <laughs> and everything and all his blankets and his iPad and everything and his Switch. And he he had his whole little, you know, fortress um, away from – because the, the wind was really freaking him out. He's like, Mommy, the window is shaking. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, so you can, you can do that if you, if, you get, um, if you get scared or worried uh, about the – you know, the wind shaking the window. If you have shutters, of course, if you're staying at a at an Airbnb or a house with shutters, pull those shutters down um, and still stay away from the windows. Um, what else to stay safe? Don't go outside. Don't film things because that's another thing I saw a lot of people doing. They went, I saw one guy filming um, and I'm pretty sure this is our neighborhood too. He was right by the water and I'm like, please don't. Do that. I know it makes for exciting Twitter footage, but it's really, really, really dangerous. And that's how people die, you know? Yeah. So please don't do that. Don't do it for the views. That's silly. It's not worth it. No, not at all. <laughs> oh, speaking of the like the the shutters, I know coming from North America, this is not well, where where I'm from anyway, like rolling shutters on windows is not a not a thing. I didn't know about it until I moved to Japan. But some apartments or buildings will have like rolling shutters for all the windows in the house. So you can like effectively seal yourself in the house. So mm -hmm. if you're like the place you're living or the place that you're staying has that, make sure you, you pull them down. Then that way, if you know, um, if, if the windows break or anything, you're not going to have glass flying everywhere in the house and stuff, which would not be fun. Yep. Stay, in, stay inside. Watch stay the news. Inside. Have your emergency stuff ready to go. Know where, know where the shelters are. Also, find out ahead of time where, shelters. if you're staying in a, in, a, in a neighborhood, find out where that evacuation center is. And if you're told to go there, go there with plenty of time. Don't go last minute. If, if you get freaked out last minute, it might be safer to just stay where you are um, because you don't want to go out when the winds are at the peak strength so if you go go early go when they tell you to go first thing yeah um if, if you go on google maps i think it shows you some of these places um where the evacuation is and the the symbol is like a, a green guy running into a building or out of a building something yeah like that and it, it'll be in english like it'll say disaster evacuation zone or something like something exactly a lot of them are bilingual yeah but it's going to have english chinese korean and of course japanese on there so just uh, keep an eye out for those in your neighborhood just in case. And it it um, it also applies to like earthquakes and stuff too, not just typhoons. Um, mm -hmm. In case there's a massive earthquake or something and you have to evacuate, that's where you go to your, your nearest one. Um, Speaking of earthquakes, you, we had a small earthquake during the typhoon. I saw that on Twitter too. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um Speaking of um, evacuation sites, do you know where the one is near Tokyo Disney? I would, I would imagine it's the sports center. Yeah, 
which is right by Disney Sea, like just if you like if you're walking towards um Disney Ambassador Hotel. Mm-hmm. So like big, it's a big field kind of area. So everyone's probably thinking, okay, typhoons. How do we avoid them? Like, when should we come then? I feel so bad because I've always told people. Me too. Fall is an awesome time to visit, which it is usually, or it has been. <laughs> For the, the last, last two years, though, it the typhoons have been getting pretty bad. So typhoon season is usually from August to about end of October into November. And like, right. like usually, you know, we'll have one or two, but they're usually pretty benign and they're overnight. And it's like they just show up, rains a lot wind and everything's fine the next day and carry on with life so it's usually not that bad but this is twice now this season where there's been two bad ones and and last year too last year we had a a fairly major typhoon in the area as well not as bad as these but it was also you know pretty big so um this is looks like it's kind of becoming the new normal and then another thing not just you know avoiding um this this inclement weather but another thing is it's also a lot hotter in autumn than it used to be like today again it was we're back in the 30s so we're in mid-october almost it's insane like it's so bad that they've only done we talked about this festival of mystique which is like an amazing show they've only run the full version a few times because it's so so hot so um it's kind of looking like uh Actually, maybe early winter is the time to go. That's yeah. the new fall. Like if you want to catch Halloween stuff, you're going to have to come at the very end of October. And hopefully it'll be a little cool by that time. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Because usually like, like October is not a hot month, but it's comfortable, you know? Not anymore. It's supposed to be comfortable, not not. 32 degrees that's hot that's summer weather it it has been summer lately yeah so um when to visit i guess um uh, of course we can't predict the future and typically we say you know beginning of september october totally fine you can come visit there might be a typhoon or something but it's usually pretty benign don't worry about it last few years we might have to change our strategy a little bit yeah, um, I'm saying I'm thinking late October, like last week late of October. October into November. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of people kind of want to do that anyway, so they can do Halloween and Christmas. That's the way to go. So I would, yeah, do that. The only, and this is kind of what's been happening the last few years is if you come near the end of an event, the chances of getting merchandise that you want is pretty nil. Yeah, but now it's the same as the, as the start of the event, so it doesn't matter. Woo! yeah that's true um so yeah typhoon season has been getting worse the last few years so keep that in mind when you're planning um need to update that in our guides as well well thankfully um everything seems to be okay um unfortunately there were some some areas are worse off than others but yeah tokyo is fine yeah fingers crossed the storm goes the other way, but you never know, unfortunately. So it's best to be prepared. Very true. And that's why you listen to this podcast. <laughs> so before we go, we have to thank some wonderful explorers that are pledging the $5 or more. And they get a shout out at the end of the show. And we have a new entry today, which I will let you do. 
All right. So I'll start off. Okay. Big thank you to Acro Disney Girl, to Amanda, Amy B, Amy C, Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Brent M, Carrie, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, Emily, and Baker. Okay. Oh, Baker's new too. And a big thank you to Jamie and Jose. Thank you, Kathy, Lee, Murray H. Thank you, Michael, Murray, Sophie, and of course, Spoopy in this Spoopy month. Thank you, Stephanie, Thomas, Tomoko. Thank you, Kay, Alexandra, and Lizzie. Hey, Lizzie. So thank you so much for supporting the show. We can't do it without you. And remember, if you want to support us, you can head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you have any questions or suggestions, send them to us at contact at tdrexplorer.com. And make sure you tell everybody about us because we want to help everyone plan their trip to Asia and the theme parks here. And you can find us up on our website at tdrexplorer.com, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, all those places, all under tdrexplorer. And I'm one of your hosts, Chris, Chief Content Editor of TDR Explorer, and I'm the one missing the typhoons this season, so thumbs up to that. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) And joining, as always, is the beautiful Patricia. You guys, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram under Dream Sweets Love. I am the one surviving storms and cheering on the Japanese national rugby team. Go, brave blossoms. We won another game today. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Yes. So they're proceeding on to the next <laughs> round. So go Japan. Very exciting times. And keep exploring, you guys. See you next time. Explorers, until next time. <laughs>